1 Corinthians 8 and verse 1. Now concerning things sacrificed to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge makes arrogant, but love edifies. God is dog spelled backward. Now why would that be important? For exactly the same reason that it is important to note that in English, Santa is Satan misspelled. Something I have seen in a dozen memes and read in an unbelievable number of comments in my Facebook feed. Not only are many Christians ignorant, ignorance is a lack of knowledge, but many of them have, through dedicated practice, become accomplished at the art of ignoring. They concentrate on the silly and the insignificant while ignoring all that is important. This year, more than ever before, there has been a movement of Christians against Christmas. For years, Satan sought to use ugly and nasty pagans to ruin Christmas. He was successful in removing a number of manger scenes, but he never accomplished much more than that. Then he tried to over-commercialize the holiday and make it all about money, gifts, and parties. This had a huge effect on the mindset of the worldly and the pagan, but it did nothing at all to change the heart of the born-again child of God. Christmas continued as always, or Christians continued as always, to worship God and remember the birth of their Savior on Christmas Day. Recently, Satan has recruited a large number of legalists and Judaizers servants of Moses and the law, to ruin Christmas for the Christian. This has not only turned out to be the most successful demonic campaign in history, but the greatest recruiting tools the Judaizers have ever come across. Through this campaign, they, the Judaizers and the legalists, have been able to sever thousands of Christians from Christ and cause them to fall from grace. By the tens of thousands, they are abandoning Jesus Christ, the cross and the blood, to embrace Moses and the law. Once free in Christ, they now make all their decisions based entirely on the law, on guilt, and on fear. Christians who have spent a lifetime free in Christ, celebrating Christmas in Christ, reading Scripture, praying, and remembering the birth of their Savior, are now sitting at home alone, miserable, and frightened to death of dead pagans and ancient gods. They are paralyzed and useless. They have done exactly what Satan wanted them to do. They have taken the day out of the hand of God and given it to him. That which once was considered to be holy, that which they had once dedicated to God, is now given over to the enemy of their souls. The first time I heard this cry to abandon Christmas, I was overwhelmed with guilt, fear, and anxiety. But I know the voice of the Spirit of God, the quiet conviction 
that something I have done is wrong and the awareness of my need to repent and change. What I was feeling was not that. It was the screaming condemnation of an evil devil. No, Christ was not born on Christmas. No, Christmas is not in the Bible. Yes, pagans worship their God on the winter solstice, and yes, the winter solstice this year in the Northern Hemisphere will be at 11.19 p.m. on Saturday, December 21st, and that is very close to Christmas. It's close enough to Christmas to make those who live in fear of ancient gods and dead pagans tremble in their boots. But what if the poor child actually born at 11.19 p.m. on December 21st, 2019? Will he be denied a, a birthday by the law? Will the Christians tell him he has no right to celebrate his birth because it happened at a time highly celebrated by pagans? Really? Do you really believe that? That's what we're saying about Christmas. Now, there are many people who do not know the date of their birth. Many of the orphans who have come from China were abandoned by their mothers. No one in the orphanage knew the date of their birth. Their adopted parents don't know the date of their birth. They do not know the date of their birth. The legalist and the Judaizer would argue that they should never be given a birthday party because if they get the date wrong, they will offend Moses. However, in fact, most of these people have chosen a date for their birthday, and they are not at all afraid to attend the party given in their honor or to receive the gifts given them. I do believe that God receives the gifts and the worship afforded him on Christmas in like manner. Let us speak of grace, the new covenant, and scriptural principle. 1 Corinthians 8.1 says, Now concerning things sacrificed to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge makes arrogant, but love edifies. There is arrogance, superiority, assumed authority, and much bragging to be found in abundance among the Christmas haters. They have found new truth, and by means of that truth they have gained a moral superiority that grants them the right to condemn those who celebrate Christmas, pouring guilt, condemnation, and fear on their heads and demanding that they join them in their self-imposed misery. But two passages of Scripture speak to the freedom of the believer in this case. Romans 14 and 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Let's look at Romans 14 verse 2. One person has faith that he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats vegetables only. Now the legalist gets that backward. The legalist says that he who eats vegetables only in denying himself and in practicing abstinence is superior to and stronger than the one who eats meat. But that's not what Scripture says. Scripture says that the one who has faith can eat anything. 
and the one who is weak must limit his diet. This is principle. This is New Testament scriptural principle, and you need to get it through your head before some legalist, some Judaizer, ruins your life. All of the meat in Rome, and in Corinth for that fact, was sold through butcher shops attached to pagan temples. Most of it had been offered in sacrifice to pagan idols, to pagan gods. The weak in the faith, the baby Christian, could not eat it because to him the gods were still very real and the meat was tainted. The strong in the faith understood what Paul teaches in 1 Corinthians 8. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 8 and verse 4. Therefore, concerning the eating of things sacrificed to idols, we know that there is no such thing as an idol in the world, and that there is no God but one. For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is but one God, the Father from whom all things, and we exist for him, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we exist through him. The ancient gods and long-dead pagans have no authority over the Christian. They have no power to taint, change, or ruin anything. Paul teaches an important New Testament truth in both Romans 14 and 1 Corinthians 8. That which is sin for one Christian may be perfectly okay for another. Under the new covenant, God deals with the individual. Romans chapter 14 verse 22. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats, because his eating is not from faith, and whatever is not from faith is sin. In other words, the same exact action, the same exact thing accomplished by one who does it through faith and in faith is perfectly all right, but the same thing done by one who has not got faith is sin. So the same thing, eating the same pork chop, can be perfectly okay before God for one Christian while it can be sin for another. This is New Testament principle. This is important principle and it deals with this Christmas issue. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 7. We're going back and forth between the two. 1 Corinthians 8, 7. However, not all men have this knowledge, but some, being accustomed to the idol until now, eat the food as if it were sacrificed to an idol, and their conscience being weak, get that word, their conscience being weak, is defiled, but food will not commend us to God. 
We are neither the worse if we do not eat, nor the better if we do eat. That which is not of faith is sin. That deals with food, but in the same place, Paul writes in Romans 14:5, one person regards one day above another, another regards every day alike. He's talking about days, and Christmas is a day, and we can apply this to Christmas. Let's read the whole section there. Romans 14:5. One person regards one day above another, another regards every day alike. Each person must be fully convinced in his own mind. The same thing goes for Christmas. You must be fully convinced in your own mind. If your conscience will not allow you to celebrate Christmas, don't do it. If it will, do it. It's up to you. It's between you and God, and God knows what the truth is in the case of each and every person. Verse 6, he who observes the day observes it for the Lord. He who celebrates Christmas celebrates it for the Lord. And he who eats does so for the Lord, for he gives thanks to God. And he who eats not for the Lord, he does not eat, and he gives thanks to God. This principle applies to many, many different issues. This can be applied, of course, to Christmas, as I was saying. If you have the faith to celebrate it, do it. But if long-dead pagans and ancient gods threaten you and offend your conscience, don't celebrate Christmas. That is between you and God. There is a real rule here. The fact that the fear of dead pagans and ancient gods has offended your conscience and ruined your holiday for you does not now and never will give you the right to condemn those who can, in all good conscience, celebrate Christmas and worship God on that day. Romans 14.10, but you, yeah, you, Why do you judge your brother? Or again, why do you regard your brother with contempt? For we all stand before the judgment seat of God, for it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall give praise to God. So then, each one of us will give an account of himself to God. And if you feel like Christmas is sin, but you celebrate it anyway, you are going to have to give an account of that to God. But the truth is that the celebration of Christmas, like the eating of meat, like many, many other issues, is a matter of conscience. And those whose faith is strong in the Lord can freely and easily and with all good conscience do things that some of you who are new in the faith cannot do. But what the legalist does, what the Judaizer does, is to take Old Testament law and Old Testament rules and things from the old prophets and pretend as if grace did not exist 
And they take these things and they dump them on your head and insist that because of these things, Moses himself would forbid you from celebrating Christmas. And that is just not true. Scripture tells us that those pagans and those ancient gods have nothing to do with us. They cannot ruin the day. They cannot ruin the celebration. They cannot ruin the tree. They have no power over you except that power which you give them. Christmas is yours to do with as you like. You may choose to give it to the devil if you like. That is your decision. You yourself, for yourself, can wholly dedicate the 25th of December to the devil. That's your choice. Or you can do like you've done all your life. And worship God. Remember Jesus, read the Christmas story from the Bible, pray with your family, share a meal, share small gifts with each other, and glorify the God who created you. Think about that.